0: Hey everybody, how you doing? Woo! Well that's good. My name's Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. Uh this is the post game on uh locker room, green room, that's what it's called now. I'll get used to the new name. Eventually, we'll probably have a new platform by the time I get used to the name, but I had to give the first woo of the season because you know beating Seattle, that's that's all that's all fine and dandy. Uh but like they're coached by Dave Haxtall. How good could they possibly be? Beating the Bruins, that's a big deal, man. The Bruins beat the shit out of the Flyers last year. Uh, They played some wild games. They played some high-scoring games. They play another high-scoring game tonight. The Flyers go over their total for the third time in three games. Something to keep an eye on for you sports bettors out there. Uh, But uh, it just feels different beating the Bruins. It always feels great beating Brad Marchand. Uh, They've been, even though not actually in the Flyers' division, although they were in whatever that thing that they did last year was, like, it feels like they're an a pseudo division rival, you know. Boston Philly, there's the historic rivalry there. Uh it, it just feels good beating that team. No matter what they're in it. You know, their depth's depleted, their goaltending isn't exactly what it's been uh in the past. But Boston is always in it. And beating them, it's a good measuring stick to say we got a good win off of them. And honestly uh, first two periods, yes, the flyers scored some goals, but I thought they were fortunate to be leading and then uh you know after two it's tied up at three but third period I thought was a general like a genuinely good period for the flyers uh the top line shows up, they get on the scoreboard after uh you know the brassard Faraby, and um atkinson line did a lot of the heavy lifting early in the game it was really good to see that i want to really shout out martin jones anybody who listened to the uh to yesterday's episode of broad street hockey heard me uh scream bloody murder about how bad martin jones was and the decision not to play carter hart they talked about it on the broadcast a little keith jones said he was surprised, considering they're off till Saturday, that they didn't give Hart another start and give him this whole homestand. But it all turned out well. Uh, Martin Jones looked pretty solid tonight, I thought, for a backup. He, uh, he represented himself well. Um, allowed the three goals, but really looking at him. I mean, Taylor Hall on a breakaway. The uh, deflection to the wide-open guy on the back door off a of sandheim's stick. Uh, you know, the other pup that gets across the crease through three flyers who are standing there for Marsha and Bury. not really anything I'm going to blame Martin Jones for, uh, on any of those, on any of those goals. He looked fine. He looked steady. If that's the sort of goaltending they can get out of him this year, I would say he's, uh, he's definitely, he's got the makings of a good backup, um, I don't expect him to be very good this year. I, I've made that perfectly clear. But I love to be proven wrong when I'm negative about things. Like, I don't root for myself to be right. I root for the Flyers to win. I have strong opinions, and I believe in them. But I will gladly be wrong about shit like Martin Jones sucking if Martin Jones, in fact, does not suck. So we'll see how that turns out. But uh, damn. This Broussard line with I, I get called I want to call it the Broussard line because I, I just default to you know talking about the center, uh, but Joel Farabee. At what point do we just say Joel Faraby is the best player in the team? Huh? Uh, you know I I know the Couturier line is going to get the heavy lifting and they're going to you know when you're matched matched up with the Bergeron line all night you probably won't have the opportunity to uh, to shine as much as you know say another line with a better matchup, but Man, Joel Farabee, and what an addition Cam Atkinson has been. How happy is that dude just to not be in Columbus anymore? Like, that's just, like, he's got to feel like Andy Dufresne after the, you know, couple miles of crawling through shit. Uh, Jesus, like, uh, they are a lot of fun to watch. Joel Farabee's just getting better in front of our eyes we might have a star in the making, folks. We might have that guy, Joel Farabee. Uh, I could go on and on about him, but I want to all your, uh, I get to all the uh, requests to speak, all the callers, whatever we're supposed to call. I, I guess you are, you're on your phones, right? So you are callers. I don't know. I don't know what to call you. I'm just calling you callers because I'm from the talk radio world. Uh, so let's get into it here, and let's lead things off with Justin B. Justin B., you are live on the postgame.
1: Hey, yeah, so I updated my uh, name from fuck you from last week. uh, (laughs) Outstanding, outstanding. Getting at Spotify and Green Room. Yeah, Bill, you already talked about the um, Faraby Atkinson line uh, so much. And, you know, obviously a part of that line is Brassard. I'm just curious, man, when Hayes gets back, do do we really want to split these guys up? Do we think that's going to make such a huge difference? or, Or do we try to make like three amazing lines? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. Um, it's it's really going to depend on how long is Hayes out, how long does Broussard keep this up for, because that line looks awesome right now. And, again, this is one of those things I'd love to be proven wrong about, but I don't expect Derek Broussard to keep up this level of play. But, hey, maybe, like, Farabee and Atkinson really are that good of a duo that they can carry him to this. And then especially, like, we saw Giroux and Bear. Um, while they recovered from core muscle surgeries and, to another extent, Nolan Patrick uh, recover from the core muscle surgeries. It doesn't seem like Hayes is uh, as serious, I guess, because they're only saying he's supposed to miss 8 to 10 games. But uh, it's had now since they put him on LTIR. But if he's not what he's supposed to be. Like, I don't expect him to come back right away, right away and look like Kevin Hayes from two years ago. That would just be crazy to expect. You do now have the option of like, well, we can make him the third line center until he's ready to go. And that's a great load.
1: Yeah. And just one last point. I mean, it's, it's these centers that kind of like sometimes blow people away, especially in the playoffs. I mean, think about like Ryan O'Reilly and stuff when he was in St. Louis. Like, I mean, maybe Broussard has that potential. Maybe he doesn't, but Maybe he does.
0: Maybe he was really... Maybe this is just the perfect situation for him. Thanks a lot, Justin. Uh, Yeah, it's... I don't expect Derek Broussard to keep looking like a legit top six center, but shit, if Farabee's as good as I think he is, if Atkinson's this perfect addition, uh, I guess it's possible, but the... The ability to not only tread water but have a second really productive line. I mean, hell, they're the top line right now, uh, they're the most productive line. To have that second productive line while Hayes is out is awesome. And if Hayes is able to ease back in uh, when he does come back, that'll be awesome as well. Uh, let's go to Dan Allen. Dan, you are live on the post game. Well, Bill, looks like you might not have needed to be worried about the goal scoring so far, huh? Uh, uh, right, right, yes. like that, that, uh, I'm blown away by what I'm seeing. What do they have now? Uh, what's that? 16 goals through three games.
2: Yeah, I think they said uh, that it was the most goals the Flyers have had for the through their first three games of the season
0: since 1988. That was a pretty good era. So, in my lifetime, that's that's quite a
1: span. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit
2: a little bit beyond mine. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> it
1: tells you how long it's been for me. Um,
2: yeah, uh, you probably didn't see it because uh, you were uh, setting this up, but they uh, had an interview with Cam Atkinson after the game uh, with the guys in the studio. And, uh, you know, it was a generic hockey interview, of course. Hockey guys aren't very interesting. Sure. But uh, sure. the uh, two things I took from it that he, he they asked him about Elaine Vino and they asked him about Chuck Fletcher. Uh, he said about Vigneau that Vigneau basically just uh, lets him do, you know, he's, he does what Nick Sirianni claims he wants to do, which is, you know, have his players do what they do best. <laughs> you know, yeah. go make a cross-sport reference there. Um, and that uh, with Fletcher, uh, it seems like Fletcher must have seen the same thing that a lot of the fans are screaming, which is, shoot! Because <laughs> uh, he told Atkinson, you know, or he talked to Atkinson about just firing on that and how that's a mentality uh, he wanted him to bring to the team. So, Uh, Those are good signs, uh, you know, moving forward.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Dan. Uh, Yeah, it's it's awesome. Remember when Fletcher first got here and like immediately Carter Hart came up. Yuri Laterra went on waivers. Andrew McDonald gets bought out at the end of the year. Like we just. We, we get validated. Like, yes, we are just fans. Uh, we are not in the room. Uh, we only have such an understanding of the game. I'm not going to sit here and claim to know more than coaches, although maybe some of them uh, GMs, front office personnel, scouts, et cetera. But like some things are so obvious. And when finally you get that validation, it feels great. Like Chuck Fletcher telling Cam Atkinson, you need to come here and shoot like, Not shooting the fucking puck has been such a problem for this team for years. Like, they just have guys, like, that didn't seem interested in scoring goals. It was baffling. And that just, it really, it makes me happy to know that Chuck Fletcher, like, personally told Cam Atkinson, you are here because we need dudes to fire the puck at the net that feels really good. It's also crazy to me that like players need to be told to go and try to fucking score, but you know what? They're scoring now all as well. Nikki Hall, Nikki, welcome to the post game.
2: Okay. I thought I don't know why it was automatically muted. but anyway, yeah, that honestly Hell of a surprise to me. Um, I'm not going to lie. The the from this, if you honestly took these two teams from the from this year and last year and told me about to spot the difference, I think tonight was basically the difference. Because like you said, yeah, the Kraken were you know the Kraken. They're under Dave Haxtall. How good can they really be? You know what I mean? And then you know I seen a couple of my friends who are boss who are friends were like, oh my gosh, one defeat. A blah blah. Well, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll probably have something to say about that tonight. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Um, no, it, it feels good to beat Boston. It always does, in any sport. Mm. But, like, the Bruins, like, they have villains. They have Brad Marchand. Beating they Brad do. Marchand feels awesome.
2: I literally saw – the literally, the minute the, the camera panned over him, I legit said rat to my TV <laughs> as soon as it
0: panned on. I was like
2: – I legit just saw him. It was just not even a split second. And I was just like rat. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I fucking hate him. Like – like I think someone in, I think someone in the comments said, like I hate him more than Crosby. And like, yeah, I hate Crosby, but not as much as I hate Marcia. I'm Like, oh my god, that guy is literally like the walking definition of like aggra- aggravation. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: Yeah, Crosby. I mean, he's annoying and he's got like a hateable yeah. face, but he's just so good yeah. he doesn't actually do anything to like piss you off anymore you know when he was young he was a pain in the dick but like now he's just an old guy Mm -hmm. trying to like make plays while he still can uh it's he he doesn't have the energy to do all that extra shit marshand is just an asshole like he's also very good like i would love to have him on this team but like since he's not on this team i i hate him badly
2: (laughs) i mean i can definitely see that he definitely has like that I won't even go as far to compare him to Tom Wilson, but in a sense, he kind of is. And um, wasn't it him that tried to like stick, tried to get Drew on one of the goals, and like uh, Broussard came over and like basically like gave him a shove. Like <laughs> basically like how refreshing is that to see?
0: Like, it seems like it's happening regularly now, which is pretty like. It's not just – it's not a question of if someone – like, as soon as someone tr- comes up and tries to challenge one of the top guys, one of the other guys goes over and goes, eh
2: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Like, I honestly – I'm going to say it. I know we're only three games in, but honestly, Fletcher, as of right now, I think that entire re- remodel of the team, I guess you can consider it a remodel, rebuild, Maybe not necessarily a rebuild, more of a remodel of the a team. Reconfiguration. Like- reconfiguration like it was it was needed and the results are showing yes it's three games in yes it's probably early to tell and go figure we get the empty net we get an empty net goal on a power play and that's and
0: boost up that boost up that power play percentage like
2: that's that's good though that's good i mean hey (laughs) we'll take them out we get them honestly like oh man but um yeah i mean i can't really say much other than like like you said atkinson looks great uh, the Broussard line looks great. I think, I think someone on either Facebook or Twitter was like they wanted to call that the Fab Three or something like that. Cause Farib- I,
0: I've seen a bunch. Uh, I've seen their jersey number. Their jersey numbers equal sixty nine. So I think that's something. Uh, there, <laughs> that there's there's a lot going on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my no, that can't uh, be right because Faraby uh, wears eighty six. So that can't be right. Uh, we'll, no, that yeah. Can't so be right. we'll That'd we'll be- see what they end up calling we'll see- that line.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm kinda curious. Like, um, I forget one of the people said it. it was like, Yeah, I'm curious where Hayes is gonna be put in, if it's gonna be in that line, or if it's gonna be elsewhere, but like, yeah, I mean can't say much about tonight other than hell of a win and we beat Boston and I must say it's the best feeling to beat any Boston team, but uh yeah, thanks yeah. for having me.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Yeah, no, like I said, it does feel awesome to beat Boston. Um, There are things to build on from this game. It's not like they played a perfect game. I think they gave up 40 or 40 something shots. Like that's a lot. Uh, When you have the lead, you're going to give up more shots because the other team's pushing, obviously. Uh, But they need to, especially when your backup's in there, they need to do a better job of keeping, um, they need to do a better job of keeping the goaltender clean. While much of the you know most of the off-season additions have looked really good, or at least serviceable, passable, they'll be contributors. Man, Rasmus Ristolainen makes his long-awaited debut, and uh, oof, rough one, rough one for Big Seveno. Um, wasn't wasn't blown away by what I saw from Rasmus tonight. Uh, it, it's the first game for him but a lot of the things that were said about him negatively uh they were true tonight takes a penalty early on um you know loses his balance in front of the net can't clear the front of the net even though that's his thing gets out of position looking for physicality isn't just isn't the best positionally it was uh not the best debut debut for Rasmus and now with, you know, Florida, who just plays some run-and-gun hockey coming up on Saturday, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he deals with them, uh, going the length of the ice on his shifts. Sanheim, uh, along his side, I thought had an up-and-down game, made some plays, made some mistakes. Hard to hard to hold the deflection off his skate against him uh, for the goal, but like, uh, how many times can you blow it in front of the net? But, you know, it's a, it's a shitty bounce off his skate. Um, We'll see how that pair goes. I just don't see – Ellis and Proverol are going to stay together. I think, you know, Braun and Yandel are both third-pair de- defensemen. I don't know what you do with Sandheim and like You have to kind of just let them work it out and let them figure it out and hope it works out for the best at this point, I'd say. Uh, Jay Murph. Jay Murph, you are live on the post game. Jay Murph, hit the unmute
3: Hello, button. Hello, my man, Bill. How are you doing?
0: There you are. How's it going tonight?
3: Good, good, man. Um, greetings from Australia. I know it's not hugely popular down here, but I've been a Flyers fan for years.
0: Outstanding. I have Australia on the show. That's incredible.
3: Yeah, man. Um, just wanted to give a few pointers about this game. Yeah. Um, I thought Jones was absolutely very good game, very solid positioning. Um, didn't look rattled at all. Um, my boy Risto, oh man, um, gave up name. two goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, what I've got to say is, man, Atkinson is such an asset to this team. Like, when have you? When's the last time, Bill, that you've seen? Someone just go crush the net recklessly like that and, and keep control of the stick. Like,
0: that's it. Like, it was kind of fluky the way it went in, all, but. He was focused and got the stick on the puck and directed it at the net. Like you can see his main goal is just getting that shot off. And it's it's really awesome. Like you said, crash the net with the reckless abandon. Uh, and he's doing that regularly. It's he's not just getting lucky. Like these are these are choices he's making and it's paying off early.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that line is just clicking, man. Like is the best line I've seen in ages.
0: They're a lot of fun to watch. It's I, I didn't know what we were going to get out of you know Derek Brassard at his age, and he, we weren't even sure if he he kind of said last year I'm I i do not think I'm a center anymore. But you know the Hayes injury happens, Morgan Frost gets sent down. They don't have enough centers. They put Derek Brassard in there, and he's getting the job done.
3: Yeah, it's it's really good that we've actually got that depth. Uh, in case of injuries, which we haven't had for years. It's uh, it's finally good to see that we got guys that can step up.
0: It really is. Uh, for the last couple of years, we've thought maybe we have some depth. There's these young guys coming up. We'll see how they do, and it just hasn't materialized. Every time there's been an injury or some sort of unfortunate situation, they've just been screwed. They haven't had enough good players, and right now, at least even without you know their number two center, they still look like they do.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's great. And hopefully Hazy comes back and we see some of those breakaway shorthanded goals again.
0: Ah, oh, that's I was I was I wanted that uh that short goal for Farabee tonight. But yeah, I I miss the short I miss being dangerous shorthanded. We're seeing a little bit of it when Hayes comes back and him and Atkinson out there together. I think we'll see a lot of it.
3: Yeah, yeah, the defense is much much stronger on the forecheck and stuff, and it's good to see them actually trying to pick off passes and take chances rather than just dump it in every time they got to go on the PK.
0: Yeah, they're skating well. They're active. I like what I'm seeing out of the defense for the most part. That's Sandheim, uh the Sandheim risto pair. I think they have some things to work out. But this was their first game together, so they have some time.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just as a final take, I have to say, Braun's been really solid as well. I just saw little things tonight, just him getting in the middle of plays, breaking up chances, that sort of thing. Um, It's really good to see everyone sticking up for each other as well.
0: It really is, and thanks a lot, Jay. Uh, Thanks for joining from Australia. Cheers, man. Uh, Much appreciated. The international support. Jesus, isn't it like a different day there? Man. I'm blown away by this, that an Australian was just on the show. I really hope he wasn't fucking with me. I'm pretty sure that was an actual Australian person. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Let's go to Ian Ackerman. Ian, you are live on the post game.
4: Hey, what's up, man? How's it going, Ian? Doing pretty good, big dog. Um, first game I was able to watch being out here in uh, the Detroit area. So, uh, man. What a great win. I'm so glad to see Marshan and Boston lose. Like you said, all their teams suck, but especially beaten Marshan. It's great.
0: Yeah, and uh the fact that they like put the game away in the third. It, like it seemed like they were kind of lucky to be ahead after the first and then after the second it's three three. So it's like, okay, fresh start. Let's uh-huh. see how this third period goes. And they played their best period in the third period, which was really nice to see, especially against the Boston team. They've only played one game so far this year. Uh, I'm Swayman kind of – Swayman was decent for them uh, against the Flyers last year. So I, I was just really happy to see it all around. Effort for three periods. Good shit so far.
4: Yeah, man, I agree. Um, I tell you what, if this game would have been last year, you know, after giving up that tying goal at the end of the second, I think we probably would have lost this game five to three, oh, six to three.
0: Absolutely, this goes the exact
4: other way last
0: season. Like that was the thing—the uh, way they let problems snowball last year and just get worse and worse. There is not a doubt in my mind the score would be the exact opposite if this, if these exact events unfolded last season, they lose this game six three
4: yeah and like, man, um, yeah, there's so many things to, to even just talk about, but, um, I thought, uh, what's his name, McEwen made a great play diving play to break up that pass, um, Lindblom made a really good play by keeping the puck in the Bruin zone was um, that the the
0: pass to j v r that was that yeah, was yeah.
4: such a sick play, like
0: they just kind of they kind of played it, it off yeah. on the broadcast like oh, and a nice pass there,
4: but it was like awesome. Yeah, it was. It was definitely like some some big-time hustle, like stuff you won't see on the stat sheet, but really good to see nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely, and that's, right now, I think that third line,
0: um, you know, Lawton, Lawton, Lindblom, and JVR, I don't know if those three guys are like the best fit for each other, but it's just kind of a spare pieces line with, you know, the, the lineup kind of in disarray with a couple guys missing, and they're doing the best that they can. They had a few chances tonight. Maybe they can build some chemistry going forward.
4: Yeah, for sure, man. Well, before I uh, get out of here, I'll just say a shout out to uh, Pulella's in Lindenwald. My aunt and uncle live in South Jersey, so I'm going to try and get out there, go get some pizza and some steaks, and catch my first Flyers home game this year. So hopefully, I can get out there.
0: All right, outstanding. I hope you. Uh, I hope you make it to a game, and take care. Thanks a lot for. Uh, thanks a lot for joining the post game. Uh, let's go to Zach Boyle. Zach, you are live. Zach. There it is. There's there him. you are. Yep. Um, yeah, so I just don't think we're talking about enough about how they're scoring goals. Like, it's. I feel like in the past couple seasons we've seen a lot of uh, like you see every now and again, like good possession time, things like that. Eventually, something goes in. But the way that they're scoring, at least it appears to me, is the the
1: forwards are four or forechecking really well, and then backchecking, and that creates opportunities going the other way because you get the counterpunch. Like how many odd man rushes did we see going the other way? And you just didn't see that a lot in the last
0: three or four years. They're scoring on the rush. Uh, scoring on like a shot is so fun, and it seems like for so long they they really scored on so many. I hate to call them garbage goals, but it's what they are. Like, it's not bad, but getting rebounds, getting deflections, getting chaos in front of the net, it's so nice to see them, like, scoring on the rush, scoring off of a shot like uh, like TK did tonight. And, yeah, the uh, the extra possession time, like the uh, Farabee intercepting the pass, taking it the other way to set up the Atkinson goal. Like, that is an awesome play right there. Uh, they're... Their play in the other zones, especially the neutral zone, is setting up their offense right now. Like they got outshot a ton tonight. It's not like they're possessing the puck a lot, but they're making plays that lead to high danger chances.
1: Yeah, and um the other surprise I've had so far in the first three games. I mean, it's a long season, but uh Keith Yandle seems
0: to have his legs. Which I, I mean, he's definitely not going to you know beat anyone to a puck race, but. He seems to be holding his own out there, and I think that's a lot concerning. He's going to see a lot of the other team's top lines, just given where he is. It's, his vision is incredible. Like His breakout passes, even when like when he has time and you're just thinking, all right, this is just going to be a pass up the side here. It's going to be a normal. And then he finds someone on the far blue line. Like He has incredible vision, and I think that makes up for, like you said, you know he's an older guy now. It's this isn't Keith Yandel from five years ago. Uh, it's making up for some of his lack of foot speed, maybe some of the other things he's missing. Uh, his ability to transition this team to offense has been huge for them so far. Yeah, thanks for. You got it. Thanks for having. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me, Zach. Uh, as I take you out, there you go, uh, Kyle. Kyle Ghost. Kyle Goss. You are on the. Uh, you're live on the post game.
4: Hey, Bill. First time, long time from out in Arizona. Um,
0: <laughs> That's wild now that people are saying this.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah I just thought I'd give a shout-out to uh, a bigger it. American Australia. But um, you know, one of the things that I know you're talking about in the preseason was the lack of depth that we seem to not really have from the, um, uh, from the couple of injuries. I mean, Hayes, Allison, now that we seem to have this depth and scoring is coming from all over the place, Broussard, Atkinson, Faraby, where do Hayes and Allison – fit when they would come back in. Do they go, you know, Hayes third line, Allison fourth line, or what are we looking at, do you think?
0: That's, I I think that's a a lot of what you'll, uh, that's probably what you'll see, especially to start uh, right now, as well as Broussard is playing. I don't know how long he can keep up this level of play, but if he can at least keep this team, you know, they're more than treading water right now. I mean, they have, what, 16 goals through three games. They're doing really well. It gives you the opportunity to ease Kevin Hayes back into the lineup. If he is just your third line center, uh, that's that's huge. Because like I said earlier, man, we saw Giroux come back. We saw Augustus Bear come back from these core muscle surgeries. Okay, they're healed and everything, but they're still not themselves. Like they weren't who they – they weren't the pl- level of player that, you know, they wanted to be right away. So if you give Hayes that time to get himself back up to speed uh, and you still have that productive second line with Broussard, that's huge. And if Broussard eventually comes back down to earth, maybe that's around the time Kevin Hayes is starting to feel healthier. You can get him back up on that line. But right now it does look like they have the depth to sustain, to sustain some of this stuff. And then with Wade Allison, I mean – Take your pick on the fourth liners. I like what I saw out of McEwen tonight, but, you know, are you going to leave him in the lineup over uh, over Allison? Nicholas Albae, Q Bell, I'm just about done with that guy. Uh, you can take him out of the lineup tomorrow, and I don't think they'd miss him. I see a lot of potential in him, but he just he just hasn't hit it yet, so I'm not sure. But I think you have plenty of opportunity to get Allison back in the
4: lineup. Okay. Yeah, that's what I figured as much. Well, thanks for taking the call, Bill. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work.
0: You got it. Thanks for joining me, Kyle. All right. We're burning through these. It's going well. Let's go to Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you are live on the post game. What's up,
5: Bill? How are you tonight? Not too bad. Uh, You know, Monday I was at the game. They won. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to this game too. So, uh, so far 2-0 this season. I can't complain. You know, we beat Boston. I'm happy that we started Jones. Uh, you know, one thing I felt that would have really screwed up Hart was Boston kind of torched Hart last year. Um, so I was kind of happy to I'm, see that. I'm really glad you brought that up because it's something I meant to. Uh,
0: it's something I meant to mention earlier uh, when I was talking about Martin Jones. I was looking at the. Uh, game scores, the box scores from last year's games against Boston earlier today. And I knew they played a bunch of high-scoring games against Boston, but goddamn did they light up Carter Hart. And Hart had a terrible year last year, but Boston really contributed to his shit numbers. Uh, This might be one of those things where Carter Hart doesn't play against Boston all year. Like, that won't shock me at all.
5: Yeah, and, I mean, if Jones can play like yeah, this fine. Uh, you know, the whole year, even half the year, yeah, totally cool with it. Um, Another thing, I'm just an, a small gripe of mine, I, I still think we struggle to get the puck out of the zone sometimes. Definitely, and that's definitely. what you see with Boston with such high time of possession numbers.
0: They they got pinned down a few times again tonight. Uh, it's, been, it's been an issue. I thought in the first couple of minutes against Seattle it was an issue, uh, but then they just took the game over entirely, Seattle – You know, that was like their fourth game of the season. They were beat, and the Flyers just really took it to them, took advantage. So you didn't really see it much with Seattle, but the first game against Vancouver, you saw it. Uh, They're struggling. Like, even just to lift the puck, not even break the puck out, but, like, to lift the puck off the ice, to just get a quick change, uh, they're just struggling right now. Second, it takes two, three, four tries or – Maybe just the goal and yeah. finally s- freezing it for them
5: to get a change. Yeah, look, Fa- Fairby had a good game, but it was the same shift. He tried to throw it out; it went to a Boston stick. Tried to throw it out a second time; straight to a Boston stick. And then he's looking at his stick like it's a stick problem. It's like, no, you yeah. just need to get it the fuck out. That's that's the <laughs> issue. Um, it, you know, it was a good game overall. Um, I'm I'm happy to see our our team sticking up for each other. That that was a big thing of mine. Um, I want to see. Uh, sealer in again because uh, the energy he brought last game, man, if he can bring that every game, just be that enforcer, uh, fuck it. He doesn't have to score goals. Just keep him in the lineup to do that. Um, yeah, but like I said, I, though, thanks for having me.
0: I liked what I saw out of Sealer, and uh, you got it, Hunter. Thanks for joining me. Um, man, with... <laughs> With what I saw out of Risto tonight, it might not be nuts to, uh, to get him back in there. But they're going to give Risto every opportunity. This was his first night tonight. Uh, give it time. Uh, it really lowered my expectations tonight because I saw so much of the negative I was told about and just kind of wanted to brush to the side and think, ah, it was Buffalo. But we'll see. Lots of time left to judge Rasmus Ristolainen. Jeff
6: Wolber. Jeff, you are live on the post game. Hey, what's up, Bill? Uh fuck Boston. Yeah, I
0: feel
6: you. Uh so to pick up on your <coughs> comments on NA uh NAK um, no, no, NAQ, right? Uh Yeah. So my concern with him, I I really like him like as a player. I think he's, he has a lot of heart. I think he's got like a a low hockey IQ. They say that. I feel like his instincts just aren't quite up to scratch for the NHL level. I see him make a lot of really awesome plays, but very dangerous plays. And sometimes he gets burned on them. And I think that's, if he's going to take it to the next level and, and really be a true contributor to the team, he has to improve his instincts. Um, that's my take on him.
0: Yeah. I just, with something like that, a, a guy like that has got to this level because they make the risky plays and they pay off. And now he's just at a point where most of the players out there are better than him. I don't know if he'll ever be more than like a 50, 50 here's the good, here's the bad type of player, because if he stops doing those things that sometimes burn him, like he'll never make a positive play either.
6: Yeah. I I think there is maybe a bit of a a limit on his, uh, you know, upper potential too in terms of skill. So I'd have to agree with you on that. Uh, I also wanted to mention—I don't know if it drove you as crazy as it drove me. I was okay with Risto with the mix-up on the change. Like, okay, he he made a good play, kind of dumped it in foolishly, and then went to the bench. Like, it'd be nicer if he made sure he actually dumped it. Um, but I'm okay with that. I was really pissed off that he didn't tie up Marchand's stick, and for, like Marchand, that's what he does. You know he's on the ice, you know he's going to go right to that spot, wait for the puck to squirt out, and he's going to tap it in, so the only thing you got to do as a defenseman and and there he it was him versus marchand he didn't have anyone else to worry about he's got to just tie up his stick and and like you, you he's so much bigger than him. how do you let marchand yeah. just poke that in? It, it just drove me nuts, part because I just wanted I wanted to see Risto like injure marchand today that's really what and I was hoping for
0: and like that's like, Riston Leinen is here to solve specific problems for this team. And one of those problems is net front defense. We get pushed around. We get boxed out. Uh, and he just contributed to that problem tonight. He did not solve it. In fact, he was part of it. And, yeah, that, that was of everything I saw, uh, the, of the mistakes of his I saw tonight, that was the one I was like, well, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is what you're here to do.
6: Uh, one last thing, and then I'll, I'll be done. Um, and this is more of a, a question to the group because I know Bill, you're in Philly, so you don't have this trouble. But I'm in New York. A lot of uh, I feel like for whatever reason this season, when they switch over to ESPN, I cannot find the pre and post game coverage. And I know it didn't happen tonight because it was on TNT, and it was cool to see Gretzky, you know, talk about the Flyers. That was cool. But I just like, when it's on uh, NBC Sports Philly, I cannot find for the life of me, the pre and post game coverage anywhere and I'm willing to pay for it. And I can't find a way, an option that lets me pay for it. I have like all the subscription things, you know, ESPN plus, whatever. So if anyone out there knows how to get that from an out of market uh, area, please just put it in the comments. Cause I, I'd love to know. Uh, and if not, it pisses me off. Cause it's like, what the hell?
4: Yeah, that is,
0: that's a bummer. Uh, hopefully someone's able to figure that out for you, Jeff. I have, uh, I have no idea, uh, but someone's got to know. There's got to be a way, right? Uh, Mr. 60, 69 is on with us tonight. How's it going tonight, 60? Come on, 60, you're an old vet. Hit the unmute button. Is he, uh, he's not with us anymore all right, We lost him uh, Let's go to Jason H Jason you are live on the post game
7: um, To answer the guy's question before uh, In DirecTV I know they have a a Sports package at the bottom In like the 700s where you can get all the Regional networks and stuff like that That would be my, my best option I would
0: think of DirecTV Alright that's not a bad option I guess
7: Yeah, not a great, but it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, The reason I called something that really bugged me is I understand um, giving up goals and stuff like that. You know, you know, Martin Jones did better than you know you and me both expected after we talked. You know, the day before about you know him when he was going to get a start, but Sanheim on the first goal really bugged me. It's like, dude, you got to help him out. You you got to clear that out of there. I mean, you can't you can't you know. You know, the the rebounds is one thing, but you got to give him some help. And a lot of people look at I mean, um, on uh, Broad Street Hockey Day, um, Charlie was talking about Jones's percentage in San Jose. Let's not forget San Jose was awful the last three years. So, yeah, 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 his goals percentage has gone way down, but also he's had no help. You had an older Brett Burns there and Eric Carlson, I guess, forgot how to play hockey.
0: No, and it's it's just a style in which they emphasize pushing the puck. The defensemen are very active. You leave the goalie hanging a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, I forgot else what I was gonna say. Have a good day. Sorry, I'm, I'm, <laughs> fall, I'm, fall, I'm failing. You got it, Jason. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining me, uh, Warren Brody. Warren, you are live on the post game.
8: Hey, Bill, good to hear you. Um, good game tonight. Good game. You know, I didn't think they played their best game tonight. But, you know, when you win and you don't play your best game, I think that's a good sign. Uh, Absolutely, I, I yeah. Like,
0: there's there's something to be said for that. Like, I'm not crazy about the first 40 minutes of this game. But they come away with two points and Boston comes away with none. That's a
8: pretty good sign. Yeah, one thing I noticed is they're really going to the net with the puck. Where they, We've had players that refuse to go to the net. You know they're not here any longer, but we have a great, you know, really uh, quick guys that are that, you know, that know where to be, and uh, the only, you know, the other concern is getting the puck out of their own end. Uh, someone mentioned, you know, struggling to do that, and I think uh, that's something they're going to have to work on. Uh, it's definitely, yes I- and that fourth line was a little worrisome in the first. Couple periods, especially NAK. Just I don't know what's going on with him, but he's a turnover machine.
0: Yeah, NAK might need to be uh, like not in the lineup. We might be seeing Max Willman with uh, with with Zach McHugh and and uh, and Nate Thompson real soon because NAK is just really bringing you nothing right now. And I was willing to say, you know, last year was a shit year for everybody. He gets a clean slate, but what I'm just seeing more of the same with him, uh, it might not be working too much longer for Alba Q Bell. Where are you? All right. Thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, appreciate you joining. And Nikki Hall, Nikki, you get to wrap it up tonight. Oh, yep. Okay. There oh, you are.
2: There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Whew, um, I don't know why it keeps going on mute. Anyway, um, yeah, I definitely can agree with a lot of people in regards to NAK. Like, listen, like you said, um, last year, although, I mean, that also being said, again, I really hate having to use this, but it's like, it's only three games in, and yeah, I'm seeing more oh, of same, sure, yeah, but... I mean, maybe there's something, maybe there's like a, like, what was it with, you know, with Hayes and all that, you know, they were dealing, maybe he's dealing with some kind of injury, maybe there's something we don't know about that he's going on in his personal life, you know, maybe it's something, I don't know if he's necessarily a bad player per se but i mean he's not the not a great player but i don't necessarily see him
0: as a bad player either but no, like- that's what frustrates me is i know he's not a bad player if he just mm-hmm. if he just sucked i'd be like okay he sucks and that's that but like he gets this he gets right. this leash because we all see something more in him he just doesn't seem like he can consistently mm-hmm. give it to you. And I'm at a point, especially like, you know, right now, if my mm-hmm. options are him, Max Willman, Zach, Mc- okay, it doesn't really matter. But like when Wade Allison, when Wade Allison's available, right, right, give me him, like give me that mm-hmm. guy over, over freaking NAK, because uh, what I've seen out of NAK the last, however long, like it, it, it ain't getting the job done.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I get that 100%. And honestly, yeah, I would love to see, if it wasn't for injury, I would love to see Allison. I mean, from what I've seen out of him for the brief time he was here with us last season, hell, we got we can put him on a line and see what he can do. If he can put up the points and some damage, like, hell, I'm all for it. Um, Another thing I wanted to touch up on as far as, like, Jones, I know someone else mentioned it earlier in the broadcast, or one of the callers mentioned it, like, yeah, if he can play like he does tonight, I honestly don't really see an issue with him as backup. Do I see him as the ideal backup to heart? No, not necessarily, but if he can play the way he played tonight, granted, you know, he's going to have bad games. Then again, so is Hart. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, I'm, I'm interested to see how, like, the goalie conundrum kind of unfolds as the rest of the season goes on. Like, you know, I, I don't think Jones – another, it's another case of, you know, he's not a bad player, but he's also not really a good player either. So I'm kind of interested to see how, like, the rest of the season plays out for, like <laughs> – no, go ahead.
0: Sorry. No, no, no. I was just, you know, Jones is a guy, you know, it, he looks solid tonight. He looks steady. That's the best thing I can say about him. When he gave up a goal, mm. it didn't look like he was immediately going to give up another one. He just held his ground in there. And right. while I'm I'm, I'm pessimistic about mm. what he's going to be, I will say, like, he did just, no matter what, right. he's getting trotted out there in San Jose, they just keep throwing him out there, uh, maybe with, in more of a right. backup role, he'll be able to collect himself and like mm-hmm. give you more each time out rather than be like, "I gotta play again, fucking tomorrow, yeah like okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I mean in a sense i mean we we you you i mean we all seen how the how the whole goaltender situation was what was it two three seasons ago where we went through like seven eight goalies like yeah it it, it was ridiculous like. You know, we couldn't get any confidence booster, but at the same time, you know, we didn't have the team that we have now. But, you know, it, 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 the goaltending does play a part in a lot of the problems. And I know that it wasn't just us. Tampa Bay had goaltender problems for a long time. Oh, what are the other teams? There are a couple other teams that had goaltending problems for a while before they really found their like their guy. I mean, Hart is our guy. You know, he needs the support. And, you know, the defense in front of him, if, you know, he's going to put up good numbers. And, yeah, Boston torched him last season, but not all of that was on him. You know, we had the people, you know, the, the players had a huge contribution to that. Now, could that have played in with a with factors? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to go... You know, one bad season it's like, oh my gosh, Hart's a bust, straight him away, blah blah blah. Like, you know what I mean? A lot of people were really on that bandwagon. Well, not a lot of people, but some people were on that bandwagon. Just like, it's one bad season.
0: Yeah, Hart. I Give mean, the kid a break. No, like, yeah, and thanks a lot, Nikki. Appreciate it. Uh, Hart needs to be given every opportunity. Uh, yeah, goalies, they said on the on the pregame tonight, I think on TNT. League, most goalies, they don't even find themselves until twenty six, twenty seven. Carter Hart has already had success in this league at such a young age. Yes, last year was shit. And we talked about how Boston torched him last year. And they did. They absolutely did. But you got it like one of them games is that outdoor game where they're dressing a fake lineup. Like that was was a sham of a game. (laughs) And then, you know, you got – was it uh, Mark Friedman and Sam Moran were both playing forward in that game? Like – it was a fucking embarrassment. <laughs> and so last year was last year. We're only going to reference it so much longer. But as of right now, it is just a reference point for how different what we're seeing right now is. And I think it's important to look back on it and remember, like, this is why the changes we saw this offseason were made. Uh, we have, okay, it's 60. 60's up. So we're going to go to him. I went to him, and I I lost him again. So it's just not letting me go to 69. Sorry about that, bro. Uh, Hopefully we get you in on Saturday. We'll get you for the next show. Uh, But that is all the time we have for you on the BSH Radio Green Room Live post game. I got it that time. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, Flyers are 2-0-1. They have 16 goals. I'm pretty happy about the way this season has started. I'm looking forward to this game on Saturday. It is going to be a real test against the Florida Panthers. I hope you're all here with me on the post game. But until then, hey, there's plenty of content to get you there. Subscribe to Broad Street Hockey. Uh, you know what to do. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever they are podcasts. Hit subscribe. Bang. Content delivered to you daily. You get BSH radio, you get flyperbole, you get checking out the competition, these post games, flyers forecast. There is a ton of content. You will get it all. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button. All right, that's it. My name is Bill Matz. Until Saturday, have a great week, everybody.